0: You're listening to episode 39 of the Broken Glass Podcast. Changing your career path to follow your passion with Kelly Jean. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. This podcast is sponsored by The Contract Shop. The Contract Shop provides contract templates and all the legal documents you need to run your business. And best of all, it's designed with a creative entrepreneur in mind. When I needed to update my website's privacy policy in terms and conditions to be in compliance with not just the EU's General Data Protection Regulation Policy, otherwise known as GDPR, but with the new California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, the contract shop was there for me. These contracts are not only attorney-prepared, but are also peer-reviewed, so you can feel safe knowing it's not just some form that I threw together. There are templates for all kinds of creativepreneur needs, so head on over to brokenglassmediallc.com slash the contract shop to learn more. Okay, welcome back to the Broken Glass podcast. Today I have Kelly Jean with me. She is a singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, So let's just kind of dive right in. Tell me about yourself and what you're doing right now in music, you know, if you've, you know, what you got coming up and and all that. So.
1: Yeah. um, So I guess I'm a singer songwriter, which is still a little bit crazy for me to say. I've been, I've been singing since I was a little girl, um, but I haven't been doing, Singing and songwriting full time until kind of really recently. I was going to the University of Pittsburgh um, for grad school. So I love science, I love math, and um, I was getting my my graduate degree in uh, engineering at the University of Pittsburgh. And I was doing research there, I was working for the university, um, and I was just, I met these guys and we were writing songs and we were performing out um just for fun um just a band performing and having a great time and we weren't taking it super seriously like this was gonna be our full-time career but um i came down to nashville and played a few songwriters rounds and i went to a few events and i met leslie fram who um, works for CMT and honestly, is one of the most amazing women I've ever met. Um, she's so nice, so polite. And she um, I actually had the opportunity to be in CMT's artist mentorship program for independent artists. And so last year I went to some of those programs. And after going to those events and performing down here in Nashville, I realized that music was just what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I moved down here and the full band moved with me. So I'm sorry, they might, hear them in the background, but we all live in a house <laughs> together, and we're doing this whole music thing
0: now. <laughs> that is really cool, um, mm-hmm. and that's such quite a transition to go from, you know, science, because, you know, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty different, you know, uh, fields, really, right? Like, you know, yeah. you're doing engineering, and then you, you shifted into music. Um, that's, so that's awesome um, that you're kind of just following your music dream and making it work yeah like I said it's I was singing since I was really young my
1: mom was a music teacher and she knows how to play almost every instrument out there so I remember starting to sing with her since I was like a little girl just sitting on the piano and everyone else in my family is totally tone deaf so around Christmas time it's a lot of fun because we're all sitting there (laughs) singing and she's playing away Um, but um, yeah I was just singing since I was really little but then I went to. college I went to the University of Pittsburgh and I was just focusing on my studies and my dad is that he was a math major and he was so excited that I was so into math so into science that I was going to grad school and while I was at the University of Pittsburgh I just totally focused on that um, that I wasn't even singing or writing and I honestly felt like something was missing, so I kind of took a like a little dive back into it with like singing in these like choirs back home. Like uh, there was this one choir called the Masterworks, and we sang in um, the Pittsburgh area, and it was a ton of fun. And I realized that singing was just my passion, and it was something that I was totally missing in my life. So yes, yeah, I had to get back into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know sometimes you just have to follow your dreams. I know, yeah. you know, for me too, it was I was went to school for music uh, industry and then was out of it for about five years but it was like no like that's that's really i want to get back into that i want to get back into that's what i want to do um sometimes you have to just go for it and, and try it and and you know kind of put your all into it um so that's pretty amazing um I'm, I'm curious about the cmt mentorship program um i haven't really heard of it before can you kind of tell me about what it really is about and that experience that you had with them yeah so it
1: was i never heard of it either and when i met leslie um we had a conversation because um i knew and found out about leslie through um social media through instagram i opened up for a country female country singer called stephanie quill who if you haven't heard of her or haven't listened to her music she's amazing her new song what you're drinking about is great and i absolutely love it but um so i knew who leslie fram was so when i met her and we were just talking about female and females in the country, country music industry and how it is um, a little bit rough for them at the moment and how they're trying to make a change and a difference and how she's really leading the way with CMT and change the conversation. She um, reached out to me the next day and invited me into their artist mentorship program um, at the time and it's for independent artists. And I met a ton of cool people in this program, like a ton of other country artists like um, Brittany Monroe. We wrote a song recently together and it was a lot of fun, but we were able to meet um, different people in the music industry, different executives, um, we were able to, uh, to help us with our career. So one month we met with YouTube, a YouTube executive who was talking to us about um, how we could like help our YouTube following. So it was basically really a mentorship program for independent artists and really giving us a chance to like really focus on this as a business. Um, so it was a ton of fun and I learned so much and it was such a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it, and I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try and find it. Is there a link online if if any of the listeners are interested in something like that?
1: Um, I don't know if there's a link okay. online. I could, like, email you and, like, check it out just
0: in case if anyone's okay. interested in it, they can find it, um, but I'm not sure if there is one. Okay, well, you know, we'll do some research because I think that would be, you know, we have a lot of listeners in in Nashville area and in country music, and I think that would be something that would be amazing for them at, you know to to really build up their career cuz it sounds like it really was incredibly you know useful for you and really that that sounds like an amazing chance to just to learn about not only your your craft but to really the, the learn the business side of it Um, Yeah, The ins and outs of it was
1: like and knowing what's going on behind the scenes and how you as an independent artist can really get to that next level and um, reach a point where you're reaching more people um, so they can hear your music and hear what you're passionate about. Yeah, but I do know I'm like a crazy person. I take like tons of notes. So if anybody wants any of my notes or (laughs) wants to talk about it, I am more than happy to share everything that I've learned.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it's, you know... and I think it's so important for artists. Like I've always said this, you know, if you're going to school for music, you should at least take an intro to business course because you need to have some kind of background and you really need to understand the business side of it because it's mm-hmm. your career, it's your life. And, and, you know, a lot of this podcast, we talk about, um, you know, being a musicpreneur and how you can get to that right mindset mm-hmm. and really understand the business aspects. Like, your online presence, which sounds like you you learned through you know meeting with the YouTube executives, and it's I think it's so important to be in that mindset. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they they think, oh, I'm going to be an artist, and then I can you know someone else is going to do it for me. But especially when you're independent, you really need to at least yeah. understand all of that.
1: It's kind of a grind and a hustle, like that grind that you hear about. It really is a real thing, and it's um, people really don't understand at times either. I'm very fortunate that like, this is just an example. I had friends coming in from Pittsburgh, like for like, it was a totally a surprise visit. And I'm so glad that they understood that I couldn't just, hey, come out and hang out with them. It's not just like, oh, I have a show tonight, but I can hang out with you all the time. Like I had like writing sessions, books, I had like, things going on like to work this as a business that i couldn't just be like oh you're coming into town yay fun i have nothing going on and i'm really glad that they understood and we were able to hang out and we had a great time and they actually got married while they were here in nashville so they're one oh, of my awesome. very <laughs> best friends i know it was really cool but um so they understood but yeah some people don't understand that it's a grind and it's a hustle and it you have to be totally prepared to go into this like full force your nose to the grindstone, ready to work hard, because if you're not working hard and if you're not taking this seriously as a business, then nobody else is going to take you seriously either.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think especially for, you know, you coming from, you were so involved in school and that, that, um, you know, science background, then you transitioned into music and making this your full-time career. It was probably a lot of mindset shifts for you, right? You really had to kind of, wrap your head around all of it, I would think. Yeah,
1: a little bit, a hundred percent. And also when I was a science background and doing research, I wasn't really dealing with people a lot. And this, I talk to people every day, which is great because I love people and I love talking to people. So it's perfect because I'm just a talker and I don't stop, but it definitely was definitely a different mindset and change. um, Because usually when I was doing research, I was by myself in a room working on things. Now I'm like talking to people, setting up interviews, like working on my own schedule where before I had my schedule kind
0: of made for me. Right. And you gotta kinda, you know, plan it out, really, I guess, um, you know, find your your own way to set your schedule, right? Like Yeah, definitely you know, between traveling and like rounds
1: and making sure that things don't overlap. I kind of I mean it's a little bit of a stretch for like for this week I am I just got back from Chicago and now I'm going to be here until Thursday and I have a round um, well one of my close friends he puts on this round at um, a, it's called 404 Barn Grill here in Nashville it's a cool place really awesome um, he puts on a writer's round and I'm performing in the round with him and um, with some really other great artists and we're performing that evening. And then I have a show in Pittsburgh on Friday. So I'm going to have to leave like right after I get done performing that round. So I can be in Pittsburgh in time to perform at this private event that um, Girls of Confidence is having. So it's like, definitely, I kind of cut it a little (laughs) bit close. And I need to be, be a little bit better at that before saying yes to things. But yeah, making sure that things don't overlap, thinking of the travel time, because I don't, I never really thought of travel time and all that stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah. So not on the same day. Perfect.
0: I'll be there. Oh, I forgot. There's like a nine and a half hour drive. So yeah, (laughs) that's fine. That's yeah. Um, what do you, do you have any like tools that you use to kind of keep yourself organized? Um, I'm like, I'm big on using different software and books and whatnot. And I'm just always curious what other people do and how they manage that.
1: I definitely use a planner like I'm (laughs) like I have a hard planner that I carry with me at all times and then I use my Google Calendar and I have all of that on my Google Calendar and all that fun stuff but I always have my planner with me and I'm like I said I always write notes and even in my planner um, because things just pop into my head like even song lyrics I'll have like lyrics just written on pieces of paper (laughs) (laughs) so I don't forget them but yeah I always have my planner in a pen with me.
0: And um, that goes everywhere with me. If I lose it, I probably would be lost. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I have a, a hard planner. And then um, I use Google Calendar as well. I block out all my time. And then I actually use um, a platform called Asana as well. And so I have things in like three places. <laughs> but that's the only way I can kind of wrap my head around it yeah, and keep everything, everything straight. Different. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been, I went to,
1: um, there's this organization called Women in Music Nashville. I mean, there's a Women in Music, but there's the Nashville chapter. And I went to a meeting recently um, and there was this wonderful speaker. Um, I'm going to have to send you her information too. She's great. I think her name was Laura. Um, it was talking about really dividing up your time and being productive and different methods of being productive. And one of them was like, having a planner and then having like using Google calendars or different software to keep things organized for you. And also like using this quadrant method of like working for 45 minutes with no interruptions, just hardcore working for 45 minutes and then taking a quick break for like maybe 10 minutes and then being able to look at your phone or doing something else. Yeah, it was like such an amazing thing that I went to and they were all talking about what different devices that they use to keep themselves organized.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Um there's one that's similar though, um Pomodoro method. It's yeah, she's 20, talking about that yeah, one too. It's 25 minutes and then a five minute break and then you know 25 yeah. minutes. But you know, there's some tasks I think that 45 minutes, you know, especially I when I write my blog post, it's like I get to 25 minutes, I'm like, but I still have more thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh my it. gosh. So that's a good one. I'll have to try that one and, and yeah, look into that.
1: Such a great method. And she was talking about um also dividing things into things that have to get done today things that can wait things that you can delegate to someone else and then things that just you don't have to do and I find that I'm working on that method because what I find so difficult is delegating things to someone else because I am such a person who wants to make sure that gets done and wants to make sure that gets done in the best way possible that I just like to do it all myself which is such an issue. And also I have such a hard time deciding things that actually don't need to happen. Like saying, Oh, like, that's fine. I don't need to do That's actually not pressing
0: because like I said, I just like to do everything. I am right there with you. Oh, <laughs> good. I'm I'm not <laughs> I awesome. hate, Yeah, no, I, I keep, I do too much. I think um, yeah. you keep it all to yourself. Cause it's like, no, this is how you do it. This is how it gets done. Right. And then, you know, I just, I feel like if I want it done right, I can do it myself. But exactly, no, I-, I feel that same way sometimes, and I know that it just honestly is just gonna
1: like burns me out. So I have been trying to delegate to other people, <laughs> and I know that it's necessary, but it is so hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, kind of along those lines. Um, do you do as an independent artist? Do you do everything yourself? Do you have? people help you with, you know, PR and all that, or, you know, or or are you truly managing everything all yourself? I was truly managing everything
1: myself. Um, I actually just recently started, I asked for, and this is how delegating probably, I have someone helping me book um, our shows now B squared um, management company. Um, They are helping me with booking shows, but I was doing everything myself, but I do do all of the PR and the social media all that, all the videos, YouTube channels, um, merchandise, like design and all that stuff myself. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, and all that, um, the travel arrangements and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I do that myself. And um, I think honestly, right now, that's the best way, especially for an independent artist, because like you said, this is a business. (laughs) So you need to be like making money for yourself and for um, my bandmates. Like I, this isn't just and it's something that I always remind myself, this isn't just my dream. It's third dream too to be musicians here in Nashville, and um, that it's a business for them as well. So I definitely have to make sure that I keep that business mindset. And so right now, doing all those things myself um, really really has been working for
0: me. Well, it's good. like too, you're kind of starting to slowly, you know see what you can outsource to someone else. And, you know, we, we talked to, I had Birdie on the podcast yeah. um, a few weeks ago and, you know, she, she's awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think she pointed you in my direction for the podcast. So, um, but just to, to get, have someone at least take over part of it, you know, yeah. and, and, and just, you know, that's same with me. It's like, okay, I can let this go to someone else. You know, here's exactly how you do it. Here's how I like it done. Right. No, definitely.
1: And I like to keep all the social media and PR stuff um, on my own because I like it to be authentic and genuine and seeing like behind the scenes stuff so I just like I'm showing what's really happening in my kitchen sometimes or what's really <laughs> happening in our living room because like I said, it's a ton of fun living with the guys in the band because they're they're absolutely great and they're some of the best musicians that I know um, but living with them is sometimes an adventure so I like to like <laughs> let everybody know and let them in on it so it would be really hard if it was someone else else's doing our social media so I really like like keeping it personal in that way.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I think a lot of f- fans like to see too now is is the authentic, you know, who, who really is behind it. They don't want to just see like, you know, show next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Studio, like they really want to get to know you and who you are in that authentic way. Because, you know, the one thing, you know, that especially with social media today, the second they realize that that's not really you and it's not who Great. you are, they're going to drop you, right? No, 100%. Find someone who is authentic and who they can really relate to. Right. And I'm like hoping that people
1: can and love like our story and like all of our band members story, but also like being here in Nashville and even in Pittsburgh, like every musician that I've run into is amazing. And like I said, especially here in Nashville, everyone is so good, so amazing. And we can all sparkle and shine in our own way, which is like, Some people are like, you know, kind of scared and threatened by it. Not many people here in Nashville because everyone knows that everyone is just amazing and great and we just support each other, but that's how we sparkle and shine is just by being ourselves. So I like to like, just let people in and see who we really are.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great to have that kind of community too, Um, especially as women. Yeah. No, it's really, um, really 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 good here in Nashville. yeah, um, it, kind of along those lines. I did see, you know, I don't know if you were affected by the tornadoes, um, but all across my social media, because I follow a lot of people, um, you know, who are building a career in Nashville or, you know, some some country stars too. But they all really yeah. seem to kind of band together. Right? No, and, and cr- you had the stars out with, you know, with regular people helping to to restore things. So yeah, no, thank goodness, like we.
1: Our house and everything was not affected, but some of the places that we performed at or some of the places that we've been to were affected. And I was actually in Chicago at the time and was getting a lot of phone calls. And then I was checking in on everybody who was back here in National and seeing and making sure that everyone was okay. And thank goodness everyone that we knew was okay. But yeah, some like a lot of people lost a lot, but seeing everybody band together has really been such an amazing and uplifting experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I just remember seeing that being like, okay. Yeah, this is, you know, this is the what we want to see in the music industry, you know, yeah. whether it's spanning together for music or community. Um, and that, that was really awesome to just see all that happening. So I, I do, you know, we, we're called the Barking Glass podcast because we talk about shattering the glass ceiling. Um, and I know in country music women have notoriously had a hard time getting airplay and making it out on top. Um, and I know this is kind (laughs) of near and dear to your heart too. Um, so have you, you in particular, anybody, you know, come across resistance in that realm and, and how have you overcome that? How have you looked to, to really, you know, make yourself shine? Yeah, I think it definitely, I feel like every,
1: female country artists has come across this resistance and it's something that we all have to deal with and honestly it's so disappointing that it's still something that we all have to deal with um but I don't know if you've heard of that tomato gate and everything that happened um with the radio executives saying that female country artists are just the tomatoes the salad and you don't want to play them too much because our female listeners only want to listen to male country artists which is crazy to me because as a female list country radio listener as well, some of my favorite artists are female country artists. Um, Kelsey Ballerini, mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood, Maren Morris, Stephanie Quill, who I mentioned, like all of them are so amazing that I would love to listen to them all the time. So that was just a crazy statement to me, but it's something that we all have to deal with. And I think how we're all dealing with it and is by banding together and supporting each other. And you can see it on like Twitter by even some of the bigger stars like Kelsey Bellarini has come out and said that this is crazy. And she has been fully accepted by country radio. And she's like, this is crazy that this is even happening. And it's something that we all have to deal with. And there's a lot of organizations here in Nashville, like Change the Conversation, which Leslie Fram is a part of, or um, Women in Music Nashville, Those organizations is kind of we just support each other, and I think it's a really a great thing to see female country artists not fighting with each other or wanting that airplay against like pitting against each other, but honestly supporting each other. Um, So it's just something that's really amazing to see.
0: Yeah, and I remember I think it was last fall. I think it was last fall. Um, I think it was Martina McBride had gone on Spotify to do yes. a, a country playlist or something. And she actually, you know, cataloged it in her, her Instagram stories, mm-hmm. but it took her, what, was it like 15 times to like yes. get a female artist or something like that. Isn't and I've that, crazy? I've that too. <laughs> it's crazy. And I'll put on, like, I'll go to like Kelsey Ballerini or, or Aaron Morris and do, you know, play their radio mm-hmm. yeah, and that's on their artist profile. Right. And sometimes I don't even get, many female artists like I get their songs and that's it I know and it it's is like, absolutely crazy it's insane and I just remember hearing that and I actually have seen a little bit of the shift and maybe it's just my algorithm on Spotify I don't know yeah but no, some I mean lists are starting to have more more females on there and like I said it could just be because I'm actively listening to a lot of female country artists but I, I am noticing a shift in it that's for sure No, definitely that
1: could be a possibility. But also because of that Martina McBride um, coming out about that, Spotify has said that they were going to try to change their algorithms and their methods to make it more of an equal play opportunity. Kind of like after I I can't remember, I think this is just a month or so ago where a radio executive or radio host was fired for playing a full hour of just female country artists. And they're not supposed to play two female artists back to back. And it's just absolutely crazy to me and seeing it light up on Twitter and everybody like banding together and saying like why is this still happening um I know that CMT is doing like a CMT equal play so it's like an equal play time of female music video female country artist videos to male country artist videos which is something that's really great and honestly I'm feel I think that's all that everyone wants is just that equal opportunity not like oh we're better like or anybody's right. better it's just We just all want that equal opportunity to have a chance to have our music heard.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the women that I listen to are so amazing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, they really need to, to, to be out there and, and get that equal play. And I I do remember seeing, um, I didn't hear about the, the, uh, DJ being fired, but, um, I remember seeing that one post where it's, we can't play, you know, two, two females back to back or something. And it's just like that. It in blows 20- your mind <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like and i remember growing up you know with a lot of the the women in the 90s right like right. Yeah. and you know reba and you know martina and just yes. you know loving all that and then we went through this I, the best way to, i can think of it is this bro period right yeah. where it's all like the 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 men and yeah they are talented and i'm nothing against them yeah. at all I, but it's just i totally I, agree yeah there I
1: like um Sarah Evans who uh, an amazing country artist like amazing and she still is amazing and she also goes out and performs she her daughter she performs with her daughters the Sarah like the family they perform out and about and I was able to meet her through that mentorship program through, through CMT she came and talked to us a little bit and she is even like country radio is it's hard for her to get her music on country radio and it just blows my mind because she is amazing she has a track record of being amazing right so I just don't like it just blows my
0: mind (laughs) yeah um and I remember when I was in undergrad um the first music business class I took um we had to choose an album that was coming out I think that was I think it was the fall semester. So, you know, within that that time period of, of our class. And then we would, once it was released, we would track it. We would track um, the the promotion they did, mm-hmm. where it fell on the billboard charts and everything. And, you know, a, a lot of classmates were choosing, you know, a lot of rock bands or indie bands or, you know, a lot of male, male yeah. artists. And I picked, Martina McBride came out with an album that fall. And I picked her and it ended up being one of, I get kind of one of the easiest projects to do, but also one of the best because she was on the top of the charts, right? And you could just see all the promotion they put behind it. Whereas, you know, a lot of these other bands were on for like maybe a week, if that, if they even got into the 200s (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, just, and I remember people like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that band or that artist? And I'm like, because she's amazing. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just really, you know, kind of going back to talking about mindset shifts, just really, we have to just shift our mindset and just, but also band together as a community. And I think yeah. I've seen a lot of that lately. Um, yeah, it really has been amazing. And I think the
1: goal and honestly the goal of Change the Conversation is to one day not even be necessary. Right. Um they have this group, they have this organization who is supporting female artists, but they're hoping that they don't have to be around. <laughs> Hopefully <Exactly>. soon.
0: <laughs> like yeah, where like, we
1: don't like where we can still support each other, but it's not where we need that support from each other.
0: Yeah. It's like, why do we need to have these groups? Like they're amazing, but you know, we, we even have, um, I work full-time in the, the music products industry, and we actually do have a group um, through the NAM Foundation mm-hmm. um, called Smart Women in Music, SWIM, and it, it really brings together women of the music products industry, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I've been a part of that. Um, I went to, to NAM this year with them, and then I'm also part of, I don't know if, if you've heard of it, um, it's a Facebook group called Music Biz Besties and they're, um, Catherine's based in Nashville too. And it's just a whole community of, of women supporting women, whether you're an artist, a songwriter, you know, in the industry, um, you know, I've heard of it. I'm definitely
1: going to have to like dive deeper
0: into it because that
1: sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've met a lot of amazing women, um, for the podcast through there, um, you know, and just watching people support each other on there. has been really amazing too. So I know it's honestly
1: just seeing each other support each, like seeing everyone support each other. That's honestly the most amazing thing. And it's so much fun finding other, Um, artists that you can support too like I found a lot of artists through women in music Nashville or even through the CMT thing like I said Brittany Monroe um, is a great artist she's a great singer and we wrote a couple songs together and she's just amazing so it's just a lot of fun to be able to support each other and um, not be threatened by each other like I sometimes like people get this idea that girls can't be friends and that they're catty with each other I have not seen that at all down here. It's really been so amazing.
0: Yeah, I actually just had a conversation with somebody yesterday about that, about how that's we, the perception is that we're all like competing against each other and we're not banding together, but yeah. we really
1: are. Yeah, um, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I like hate that perception and, some, and honestly perception is reality for some people, which is such a, a bummer, but no,
0: down here, it's yeah. so amazing. The support has just been great. That's so good. Um, I'm just curious too, you mentioned, you know, doing a lot of, of song Um, do you, like you write all your own music, um, or, or what, how do you? Yeah. So, I mean, when we perform out, we still perform
1: covers from time to okay. time, or if people request something, um, but we love performing our own original songs. Um, it's something that we're really passionate about and, um, I love writing and this is something that I didn't know that I could even do or really start doing. I just did it while I was in grad school, just as an outlet, um, just a little bit. And then I was like, oh, this could be a song. <laughs> so it's um, it's been, a, I love writing and it's just something that I'm just as passionate about as I am singing um, and being able to be down here in Nashville and write with just some of the most amazing songwriters out there has been just a
0: humbling experience. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot of opportunities to really kind of develop your your songwriting craft as well. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of organizations down here too that really helps with that, like Nashville Songwriters Association, um, International NSAI. Um, I definitely go to as many programs that they put on um, as possible because there's great songwriters who go there. Um, they have great advice um, for even the music business um, to treat it like a business, and that's where I've learned a lot of stuff too. Um, to take myself seriously, or no one else is going to take you seriously. And they have a lot of resources, like where you can talk to publishers or talk to other people who have written hit songs, and they listen to your songs and then give you feedback on them. And I think as a songwriter, songwriter being able to take criticism and really grow from it is really really important
0: yeah definitely um and i see you have um you have an ep came out in 2018 yeah so yeah. that was definitely the songs that we're writing
1: now are totally different than to the songs that are on our, <laughs> our ep because that is before we even like thought about like moving down to nashville oh, okay so that's yeah.
0: that's been recent then your move and all this yeah so we moved on to nashville yeah. permanently in november
1: Um, So we made this our home base in November and have really just been rolling and rolling. I was able to, I met Leslie in August. And that's when all that started happening. And that's when we kind of made the decision that making Nashville our home base, where we travel from, where we write from, where we do all that is the best decision for us. Because I was just coming down here like every single week, like writing, going to rounds, like going to the CMT program. And honestly, Like I said, it's a nine and a half hour drive one way. And I'm like, oh, this is too much driving for me because I'm not a huge fan of driving. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this is too much. And I kind of made that decision to move down here. But yeah, it was pretty recent. But those songs still are great. (laughs) I don't want to say that they're not good. They're definitely just, we're definitely just a little bit different um, because Nashville, like I said, since being down here, I've learned so much about songwriting and so much, not just about songwriting, but about production on an album, about different um, different elements that she want to add to a song. I'm just thinking outside of the box, something that I really wasn't thinking about when I was in Pittsburgh.
0: Right. Well, you get to meet all kinds of different people too, right? Yeah. Who each have their mm-hmm. own technique, their own sound. Yeah. And they can put something different into it. Right. And people think that Nashville is just country music. And honestly,
1: pop has become, well, in my opinion, I think- country music is such a wide genre now that it there is like a country pop type of feel and i think the genres are more mixing than people think sometimes and i love that because i when i write a song i don't write a song thinking oh this is going to be a country song i'm writing a song like thinking oh i really hope this is a good song that someone can relate to that touches someone's heart like it's touching my heart and it's helping me in this moment so that's what happens when i write a song and i think that's what especially with country music, I think that's what it is. Like where you can tell that these lyrics are really stories and they're so important. So I don't, national isn't just like a country sound. It's definitely a melting pot of sounds and different backgrounds because we're all coming from different places. So like you said, being down here with all these diverse thoughts and opinions has really made it a great experience.
0: Yeah. And I've heard that a lot too, um, about, you know, not wanting to really kind of pin a genre on on a song or on, you know, on the artists themselves, but really just, you know, writing, you know, and and putting the elements in. And I think that's where, you know, it's, it's, we get so creative, right? Like we can just Mm -hmm. really share it's, it's about the lyrics right and it's yes. about the song it's not about oh this is country and this right. is pop and this is indie but really just you know putting your own spin on something and, and yeah and I
1: th- I saw like stories have been told over and over again like these songs have been written like the same ideas and thoughts have been written over and over again and the only way that it's going to actually hit someone or even be good for you is by you being authentic to yourself so I mean I could be telling the same story that someone else is telling in my songs like because it's an experience that we went through like people go through the same experiences but the only way that someone can relate to it or the only way that like it actually comes across is if you're really authentic to yourself and you're telling your own story so that's a hundred percent what I always aim to do in all my songs is just hundred percent, be totally open and honest, and even some things where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, do I want my mom to like <laughs> listen to this?" Like, oh, so yeah. So I'm a hundred percent open and honest in these songs, and fingers crossed, my mom uh, maybe it will go over my mom's head. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, and uh, like we said earlier, authenticity. That's that's definitely the way to go today. Uh, that's the best way to put it. But you know, it's just really just being true to yourself. and Yeah. I, I think, think people know
1: too. People yeah. know when you're not being honest and people know when it's like just totally fake. Like, um, n- nothing against like hair ads or anything like that, but you know, all the, ins- like there's some like Instagram influencers out there and they're like, They don't need to eat South Beach diet stuff. (laughs) Like, they're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, are they really using that product? So, no, I I honestly believe that people know when it's true or authentic. And I don't think people want to listen to something that isn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So, kind of going, I guess, back to that. EP a little bit. Um, Do you have anything, you know, an album in the works or you just kind of, I've seen this model lately where it's just kind of releasing singles every month, two months, three months. Is that, are you working on something big or are you just kind of going more about that kind of model? So we have probably like 15 or 20 songs um,
1: recorded demo wise. So, um, we are looking for a studio here in Nashville to really like work with them and release. I, I'm not, I haven't even, I think we're going to release them as singles just because I'm so excited about these songs. (laughs) I just want to get them out to the world. I mean, some of them I've posted on YouTube, um, just doing like acoustic versions of it. We perform them out, um, because, I'm just really bad. I, this is something that I really have to work on is patience. I am so bad at patience. And um, I just love some of these songs so much. I'm like, I just want everybody to hear them like right now, (laughs) like right in this very moment. (laughs) So we will probably do release them as singles, but we are eventually going, like I said, we have around 20 songs ready to go um, that we have been writing, that we have been working on. And um, but like I said, we will probably do the whole single release thing just because we're so, I mean, I, I know I'm so excited about them that I just, I'm like, I want everyone to hear them right now. Okay. Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of keeps you in front of the audience, Yeah. right? If you're, you know, if you release like a full, a full length, you know, LP that and then wait, and then, yeah. you know, you're gone for. 12 months to 18 months, you know, and then, Oh, here we are again. Right. But I think that single models really benefit, especially indie artists. Yeah. Uh, really, you know, keeping them refreshed, keeping them in front of the audience. Um, and I, I've heard a lot of people going down that route. And I remember I first noticed it, I think with, um, I think it was with Sam Hunt really just seeing, okay, where, you know, where's his album, where's his album. But then he was just releasing singles every couple of yeah. months. And it's like, okay, this is a new model, and, and a lot of people have started to do that, and like I said, I think it's really benefited, benefited the independent artists.
1: No, I 100% agree, because like you said, I, I forget, there's some artists out there who just haven't released anything in a long time, and I'm always like, I wonder what they're doing, and then they finally come out with something, and I'm like, oh, there they are, they're back again, <laughs> so I definitely know that lots of people, like, I mean, I am another personality thing that I have to work on a tree. Um I lose interest in things very quickly if there's not something happening. So like I a hundred percent agree. And that's why I put as much out on YouTube as possible too. And um just because one, we have a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We have a lot of band pet stuff. Like so I have two cat well, we have two cats, a chinchilla, there's a gecko. (laughs) (laughs) I know we have like little band pets. (laughs) So and they're literally the cutest pets ever. So um Yeah. So I try to put as much out on YouTube because I want people to know and see what we're working on. I don't want people to be guessing like, Oh, I wonder if they're doing anything. We are definitely doing lots of stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just keeping, you know, too with social media, it's, I think it's helped a lot of artists to keep, keep in front of everybody and keep everybody interested Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So kind of wrapping up here a little bit. Um, do you have any kind of resources, um, advice that you'd have for other women looking to start in, in the music industry as a songwriter, in country, uh, really, you know, getting their, their chops up? Um, I guess my best advice would be just to, especially as a songwriter,
1: be writing as much as possible. Um, learn like that's the best thing that's happened for me is trying to write every single day because not every song is going to be a great song and you have to work through it sometimes and figure things out um so definitely writing every day as a songwriter and working on that craft and not just writing by yourself but co-writing co-writing is so important and it really makes you think outside of the box and actually helps develop you as a songwriter and um so don't be afraid to put yourself out there and co-write and ask other people to write with you. Um, And I think that's probably my best advice too. in the industry is asking people for help and searching out people who are you're wanting to do the same thing as them or wanting to kind of um, work with them. Um, Just talk to people and really open yourself up to like criticism as well. Like, you know, like making things like being able to roll with the punches a little bit and like, being able to go with the flow and asking people for help and just reaching out to everyone that you possibly can and just doing it. Because sometimes there's just this fear that you're not good enough. And sometimes I deal with that a lot too. Like, Oh my gosh, like, am I good enough to talk to this person and ask them to write with me? Yeah. You're definitely good enough. Everyone is good enough. Go do it.
0: <laughs> that's, that's amazing advice. And I, I love that too. Cause a lot of times, you know, even in the business side, you know, um, you know, especially when I was building up this podcast and the blog it's like you know why me why am I doing this mm-hmm. you know what you know I I yeah I work in in music I work in music products well right what right do I have to you know talk to artists and tell them how to how to do things but you just have to do it and just mm-hmm. share your knowledge and and your expertise and I've learned so much you know by doing this and it's it's just been an amazing experience so yeah just don't be afraid yeah uh-huh Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think what was it? I, I, I had something on my personal Instagram uh, on Friday. It was you know, kind of related to all the, the stuff going on in, in the world. But don't let fear stop you from living your life. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Because this
1: is your life. Like You don't want to look back on it when you're like 80, 90, 100 years old and be like, oh, I wish I gave this a chance or I wish I tried or I wish I reached out to this person Like just wondering about things because one I've always learned that it's never too late but also like I don't want to look back on my life and realize like oh man I wish I did this
0: yeah yeah definitely just you know and just live with no regrets
1: a hundred percent
0: yeah yeah um do you have any favorite books podcasts you know people that really inspire you inspire your music um, I love, um, girl, wash your face. <laughs> I yes. love that book. <laughs> yes,
1: that's always great. Um, I also, um, there's a pod, there's a podcast here called on the verge with Virgil Herring. Um, he speaks to a lot of, um, music business and entrepreneurs and stuff like that as well. Kind of like you do as well, which is awesome. So I listened to both of these podcasts and it's like, oh, this is so inspiring. He also speaks to a lot of, um, people in the wine industry, um, I, there's a technical term for them and I totally forgot what it is, um, but, uh, is it it's, some, uh,
0: Somaliers or that's, that's the
1: people who are experts at it? Yeah. Well, he speaks yeah. to these experts and I'm like, Oh wow. I drink Arbor mist. Like maybe I should be <laughs> like expanding, <Yeah. laughs> expanding my wine palette just a little bit. So it's awesome. That's fun to listen to, but I just like I, there's a ton of um, female country artists out there that I really look up to. Like Dolly mm-hmm. Parton is a huge inspiration of mine, and how she has really been through. This industry, and has not let it change her in any way, and how she has really been true to herself um, and just seeing other female country artists, and like Leslie Fram has been a huge inspiration and a huge role model of mine, and she probably doesn't even know this <laughs> <laughs> she' even who I am because, like I said, she's just one of the most amazing people out there who will talk to anyone like she will talk to anyone who will like talk to her and she's just so nice and such an advocate and um for a female country well just country artists in general like independent artists in general Mm -hmm. but she's such a huge advocate for female country artists so um Leslie Fram is a person I look up to and their organization called um Change the Conversation here in Nashville change the conversation
0: i'm gonna look that up
1: Um. yeah they're awesome they put they actually had um, a researcher who was doing the research um in the spotify uh, disparities and Mm -hmm. the playlist and also radio airtime like actually doing research like listening to different hours of the day, how many female artists are played compared to how many male artists are played. And there's so much research out there. It's a, it's really great. They do a
0: lot of great stuff here in Nashville and beyond. Yeah. That's awesome. I did that once myself. I sat and listened to it. I don't think it was country radio. I think it was alternative radio, Yeah, but it was the same thing. It's like, okay, I heard, I don't know churches and that was it. Like I uh,
1: just recently said my guitarist, his name is Chase, him and his friends, they love churches and I never heard of them until (laughs) they
0: told me about them and I love them
1: too. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, I love, I really want to see them live. Um, Oh my God. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. I would freak out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the same with all radio. It was like okay. Yeah, it's like oh <laughs> come start, on now. Yeah, maybe yeah. Playing more people. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Kelly. This was amazing. Um, no, where can you my listeners, listeners? You're welcome. Where can my listeners find and connect with you? Find your music, stream it. So I am Kelly Jean, K-E-L-L-E-Y, and then J-E-A-N-N-E.
1: I spelled a little bit differently. Thank you, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, Jean is my mom's name. So like, um, but Jean is my middle name. So she gave her name is my middle name. So it's like a special and important to me because my mom is also the musician in my family. So Kelly Jean is where you can find my music. Um, My Instagram is uh, Miss Kelly Jean. Um, My Facebook is Kelly Jean Music. And my Twitter is just Kelly Jean. So underscore type thing. Yeah. So you can find me at all those places. My YouTube is Miss Kelly Jean too. So if you want to see any crazy band shenanigans, (laughs) band pets, you can find us on
0: YouTube. (laughs) I am definitely going to go check out these pets.
1: (laughs) Awesome. No, they're so cute. Oh my gosh. They're like literally the highlight of our YouTube page probably. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know, cat cat videos are are hot. So (laughs) also that is why that whole quadrant planning method is probably a great thing because I get so sucked in to cat videos on youtube
0: like I, I spend an hour and i'm like where did the time go yeah well it's funny if i play you know a video cat video and my cat hears it she's like hey i love you oh. why are you listening to cats so. have you tried playing like bird videos for your cat <laughs> i haven't done that i'll have to try that see what she does <laughs> anyway sidetracked off of uh oh, on the cats that's that's quite all right um So thank you again. I love this conversation. Um, And I will link to all of those in the show notes so my audience can find you. And thank you again, Kelly. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at The Broken Glass Collective.